It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With all the news about Buckeye players entering the transfer portal, some Buckeye fans might be wondering who is staying in school and will be in Columbus next year. And a recent tweet from Mayan Williams indicates that he has unfinished business in a Buckeye uniform. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Friday, D. Excuse me, January 6th. We're not going back in time. It's January 6th in the year 2023. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. During this episode, we will discuss Buckeyes that have entered the portal and an update on a player that the Buckeyes have picked up via the transfer portal as well. And your Ohio State basketball team falls short, loses by two points to the Purdue Boilermakers. We'll discuss that game later in this show. But before we get to any of that, Mayan Williams, the tweet, the words were simple. It was two words, quote, unfinished business, end quote. That's all Mayan Williams needed to say with the picture that he tweeted to indicate that he is staying at Ohio State and he he will be a Buckeye in 2023. This, it was expected by many. But when you get this news out there, when you see that a player who was a starter at Ohio State, the leading rusher, leading, uh, had the most rushing touchdowns on the season, tied a longstanding Buckeye record, you want him to stay at Ohio State and be a Buckeye for at least one more year. There was a thought by some that maybe he would enter the NFL draft, and I never adopted that belief. I thought that that was a little uh, premature premature for Mayan Williams to be someone that was going to enter the NFL draft right now. I don't think he's ready for the NFL. I, I think that he still needs to uh, have a, another season, at least one more year at Ohio State, get healthy and show everybody what he can do, game in, game out, game in, game out, as the RB1, the concrete RB1 at Ohio State. Because during this year, it was clear the coaches really thought Trevion Henderson was RB1. And so a player like Mayan, even when he's healthy, he's not getting the consistent touches. And no matter what he, no matter what he does in practice or in the game, no matter how successful he was, it just wasn't enough for him to be the clear-cut number one option at running back. And so one more year for Ohio at Ohio State. One more year for him to show what he can do. At least one more year. He has numerous years. I do believe Mind Williams has two more years of eligibility available as the 2020 year is a free year, basically a universal redshirt year for everybody due to the COVID. So he has two more years. He can be a Buckeye. I think next year will probably be, this upcoming season will probably be his last year. But who knows? Maybe he completes two more years of eligibility in a Buckeye uniform goes on to the NFL, and sees what he can do as a pro. During this season, Mayan Williams had 128 carries, 825 rushing yards, 
14 touchdowns. All of those are career highs in a single season for him this year. He also had a five-touchdown performance. I believe that was against Rutgers, tying a long-standing Buckeye single-game rushing touchdown record. Keith Byers had it in 84. He tied a previous Buckeye running back whose name escapes me, who was the first person to hold that record. When it comes to competitions at Ohio State in the offseason in the spring, there's going to be competition at corner, who's going to be opposite Denzel Burke, Com- competition at defensive end, who's going to be opposite Tui Malowal, who- competition in the secondary at safety, who's going to replace Ronnie Hickman and Tanner Tana McAllister, competition on the O-line, who's going to replace Paris Johnson Jr. and probably DeWan Jones, as I do think both of those guys go to the NFL draft, who replaces C.J. Stroud. But I do believe this running back competition is one that's going under the radar, but it's going to be very, very interesting to watch. You're going to have, I do believe, Mayan Williams, as of right now, Travion Henderson are going to be in that, trying to be RB1. But you also are going to have a an Evan Pryor back who is ahead of schedule while recovering from an ACL tear that he tore during fall camp. Also, Dallin Hayton. Also, Chip Trainum, who moved back to running back after starting the season at linebacker for Ohio State. And knowing that Mayan Williams is here, knowing that Mayan Williams is back in a Buckeye uniform, that number three uniform, that jersey, that Buckeye, that opposing defenses did not want to see on the field, that's one that the Buckeyes want to see. Hey, give him the ball. Let him spin. Let Give him the ball. Let him tote that thing up and down the field. And I am going to be excited to see of the potential of Mayan Williams back in a Buckeye uniform because I do believe he has unfinished business. And here's why. In a year where Mayan Williams had to deal with injury after injury, a nagging injury and possibly others, when the past last two games of the season against the team up north and against Georgia, he only had three carries. Started the game, played, ultimately got – well, didn't start the game against Georgia, but played a little bit, got pulled due to injury. He was also dealing with a sickness the week of uh, the Peach Bowl, but I don't believe that was the, one of the el- the ailments that uh, pulled him from the game. He did look like he was uh, hurting with that lower body injury still. Let the man get healthy. Like, t- talk about competitions. Think about how crazy this competition is going to be in the offseason at running back. My early prediction is that Mayan Williams is RB1. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that, hold to it all offseason. Unless something crazy happens, Mayan Williams is my RB1 next year. But also, I do think Travion Henderson, after the foot surgery, he's going to try to do a whole lot more to make to try to be RB1 for Ohio State. And that's what my eyeballs are on. Not only the unfinished business that Mayan Williams has, but the running back competition. Because imagine if Henderson gets a whole lot better, Mayan Williams gets a whole lot better. You have that one-two punch of Williams and Henderson in the backfield. Buddy, that's going to be fun to watch. And that's also going to help a young quarterback, no matter if it's Kyle McCord or Devin Brown. Mayan Williams has, quote, unfinished business in quote, in a Buckeye uniform, and I cannot wait to see what he does during next the next college football season where he will be in the backfield for your Ohio State Buckeyes. While Mayan Williams will be in the backfield 
for the Ohio State Buckeyes. There will be numerous players that will not be in a Buckeye uniform the next time the Buckeyes step on the field. Who are they? There's one guy that committed to Ohio State via the transfer portal. We will discuss all that next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie, batter, and churro. You can thank me later. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen every single day. Make sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Locked On Sports Today has the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your fine podcast. Buckeyes in the portal. We have not talked about this this extensively all offseason. There's been a lot of other things to talk about. And honestly, as one of my alarms goes off, there's other things we could discuss as well. Basketball, um, we could do some long, extensive things about grading players from this past season. But with the portal information being here, and there being numerous Buckeyes that are in the portal, some that have already committed to future landing spots where they play the football down the road, this is the perfect time to discuss Buckeyes that have entered the portal and Buckeye players, well, one that has committed to be a Buckeye from the portal in 2023. To date, there are numerous players, some on de- a lot of, a lot more on defense than offense, that have entered the portal. A headliner, Javante Jean-Baptiste, defensive end, into the portal earlier this week. J.K. Johnson at corner, he entered the portal as well. Walk-on punter Michael O'Shaughnessy, he entered the portal, I believe that was on Thursday. Backup long snapper Mason Arnold, who played, I believe, the last six games for the Buckeyes at long snapper as Bradley Robinson, the normal starting long snapper. He missed the rest of the end of the season. 
about half of the year due to an injury he suffered this year. Taraja Mitchell, linebacker, been around the Buckeyes for a very long time. I believe he's going to be going into his sixth season of playing college football. He committed to the Florida Gators prior to the Buckeyes playing in the Peach Bowl. Jansen Dunn, safety, committed is entered the portal, has already committed to be a Kentucky Wildcat. Jalen Johnson, a corner, Blaze X-Line, he's a walk-on receiver, into the portal. And then Lloyd McFarker. I always butcher that last name at corner. He entered the portal as well. This, the, the, the portal watch for the Buckeyes is interesting because I do think there's two things. One, this first 45-day window, I don't think there's a, the, the players that the Buckeyes are going to lose. I think there's going to be more players into the portal during this first 45-day window, which started on December, I think that Monday or Tuesday after the championship games, conference championship games were played. I I butcher the exact start date of that. I know it's a 45-day window, so it's coming to a close here shortly. But then there's another 45-day window at the end of spring practice. And that's where I think you could see five to ten more Buckeyes after the competition at positions have been started and you play in the spring game. We saw a few Buckeyes uh, enter, Legend Cavazos being one of them, enter the, the portal during spring practice a year ago, and I would not be shocked if you get five to ten more Buckeyes who enter the portal at that time. Guys at corner, guys at quarterback, guys at running back, guys at safety, guys at, on the O-line that are trying to get some playing time, thinking they're going to move up the depth chart. Then they ultimately realize they might have a better shot to play more at another school in the upcoming college football season. Happy for um, uh, Taraja Mitchell. He's going to another school. Uh, to play the football. I don't think he's going to play here next year. And honestly, I don't know how much he's going to play at Florida. I, I I have no idea. Also, he's going there where he will be with a former Buckeye teammate and Jack Miller III, who is also going to be trying to fight for a position next year as his showing as a starting quarterback for the Florida Gators. The last game of the year, he did look too hot. Javante Jean-Baptiste has more football to play in him. And I do think some say he's has, he's in a shot. He has a shot to be a starter in the upcoming season. I do not think so. I think he'll get more playing time outside of Columbus. Now, there is a player that was in the portal that has now committed to be a Buckeye in the future. It's Jihad Carter. He is a safety from, well, formerly, uh, he was formerly a uh, Syracuse Orangeman. Syracuse Orange, Orangeman, Orange. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird mascot name. Stands at six foot two, roughly two hundred pounds. He is a three year player at Syracuse. Has two years of eligibility left this past season. At thirty six tackles, had a, a half of a tackle for loss, three interceptions, three pass breakups, one fumble recovery, and one touchdown as well. Those were not season or uh, career highs for a season. But he does come in and immediately feel, potentially immediately feel a, fill a need for Ohio State. With Ronnie Hickman going to the NFL draft, Tana McAllister not having any more eligibility left, there is a need either uh, at one safety spot, maybe a strong safety spot for Ronnie Hickman, or even a, a nickel corner or a, a, a slot corner, uh, the Tana McAllister role. I do think Jahad Carter can come in immediately and play. But as I know Ryan Day, uh, not saying I know him personally, 
But as I have picked up things along the way from him as a coach and his coaching style, he is not promising a starting spot right now to Jahad Carter, which I think is perfectly fine and a great way to bring a player into Columbus. You got to fight for it, buddy. You have to work for it. You can't just come in and think you're going to be there and play. You got to work for this spot. And I think that's great. That's a great way to build and breed competition. That's a great way to allow somebody to come in and work hard and ultimately get entrenched with the strength and conditioning program. Maybe this young man could come in and say, oh, y'all need to work harder. Y'all not working hard enough. They work harder than you in the ACC and light a fire under these guys and say, oh, the ACC, they work harder than us. Let's get this in. Because I do believe, I firmly think, and this is going to come up on a show next week, the strength and conditioning program needs to be worked on. It's not broken. Just need to be tweaked a little bit. And I do believe bringing a player in from another conference, and if he comes in there talking trash and says, man, the ACC boys, they work harder than you. The Syracuse players, man, they work harder than y'all. That's a great way to light a fire under somebody. Some of y'all might say, Jay, you're crazy for saying that. Are you in those workouts? Have you been there when the players are running? Have you been there when the players are doing these exercises they're not used to doing, and then all of a sudden it gets a little bit tough for them and and they're wondering, can they keep going? Are you in there? I don't think so. Most people listening or watching are not, are not in there. So I do know this, though. You're not in there. Jihad Carter will be in there. And if he comes in there and says, Adam, ACC boys work harder, even if he's just poking at him, I ain't mad about it, bro. Go in there. Do your thing. Go in there. Push those boys. Go in there. Earn a spot. Six to 200 pounds at a slot corner. Not a guy that's 5'9", five, 5'8", five, right there. No. He has the height, has a size. And he can make things difficult for that guy that's in, as a guy who's in that nickel corner spot. Ohio State desperately desperately needs some improvement there at that position. And Jahad Carter, if he earns that spot, he can make the improvement, show the improvement that Ohio State wants from a player that plays that position. Numerous Buckeyes in the portal. I think more will be there. A lot more will be there at the end of spring practice. Buckeyes have picked up one commit via the transfer portal and former Syracuse safety, Jahad Carter. The Buckeyes picked up people in the portal, and unfortunately, the Ohio State basketball team <laughs> picked up an L on Thursday night via a two-point loss to the Purdue Boilermakers. What went down during the game? Why did Ohio State lose a game that they were winning by 12 at one point in time? We'll discuss all that next right here on Locked on Buckeyes. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Sports betting is now legal in Ohio. And Locked On has a perfect show to help new and seasoned gamblers. Download and subscribe to Locked On Bets for daily picks and analysis wherever you get your fine podcasts. 
a 71-69 outcome of a game between the number 24 team in the land and the number one team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers. Purdue recently lost a game this week, and they will not have the number one tag next to their name. But they did show that they do some things good down the stretch, that they work and stick to their system. And by sticking to their system and the discipline that Matt Painter preaches, it was a formula that Ohio State could not overcome late in this game. Ohio State was up by 12 in the first half. And this game, and my locked one now that I uh, produce for the Locked On Podcast Network, I discussed that this game had it all. It had it had contributions from guys that are seasoned vets in the game and Ethan Morton for Purdue, who ended up with 10 points. Also, he also had a key steal late in the game as well in the final minute. Zach Eady, the big one of the one of the best players in the Big Ten Conference, had 16 points and 11 rebounds. Still not sure how a man of that size at 7'4, roughly 300 pounds, only has one foul in a game. That one is still a head scratcher. Justice Swing for Ohio State, the second leading scorer in this game. He had 15 points on six of 11 shooting. He hit two threes as well. Zed Key, the contributions you thought you were going to get from him being a seasoned vet, that was ended very quickly where he only played four minutes in, his, in this game. He left the game early in the game with a shoulder sprain. And then here comes one of the flourishing freshmen for Ohio State, not the one that you might think about the top two in Bruce Thornton or Bryce Sensiball, but Felix Okpara at six foot eleven was thrust into the court, played, I do believe, the most minutes he has played the entire season, 30 minutes, five points in this game, had five rebounds, and his main job was to slow down Zach Eady. And let me just tell you, if you have never guarded somebody on a basketball court that weighs at least 50, 60 pounds more than you, then you don't know about the what what goes into Felix Okpara, no matter if you're a freshman or a senior, having to guard Zach Eady. It's not normal for somebody to have to guard somebody that, that has that big of a height difference for, than them in a pickup basketball game. But Felix Okpara had the chance. He had to. He had to step up. He had no choice. And I do believe he defense was decent. Most of the time, but most of Zach Eady's production did come in the second half of this game where he had 12 points, 12 of, 12 of his 16 points came in the second half. He was four or five shooting from the field in the second half, also hit all four of his free throws, which was big because he did hit some, he, he did hit free throws, uh, big ones down in the final stretch of this game. Buckeyes were up 12 in this one. But Purdue kept chipping away, chipping away, and chipping away. And I said during the, during the game, I put it on my notebook. This is in the first five minutes. Purdue is missing numerous open shots. And in my head, I said, if the Buckeyes keep allowing, allowing them to get these open shots, these shots are going to start falling for Purdue. Now, they did not fall to the clip or the rate that I thought they were going to. The Buckeyes still had a higher shooting percentage than Purdue, where Purdue had 43% shooting from the field. The Buckeyes had 50. Both teams shot over 40% from three. Purdue shot 42%. The Buckeyes shot 43% from downtown. But those shots, they just kept chipping away, chipping away, and chipping away. Some of the floor shooting freshmen from both sides, Bruce Thornton had eight points, only two of eight shooting, not his best outing. Bryce Sinsabaugh had 21 points to lead all scorers. But Fletcher Lawyer had big shots late in this game, especially in the final minute. 
He did hit the go-ahead three with 10 seconds left, but that wasn't without another flourishing freshman, Brayton Smith, for Purdue, who was just sound in his job. Brayden Smith also had four rebounds, six assists, point guard for the Boilermakers as a true freshman. And the Buckeyes, man, you're thinking Justice Suing doing some good stuff. Bryce Sintemal has a great feel for the game. Bruce Thornton's doing good. Sean McNeil hits a big three in the final minute. You're thinking, okay, something's going to happen. And what happened was Purdue did what was needed. Purdue stole the ball from Justice Suing with under 28 seconds left. Got him in that coffin corner or dead man's corner. As one analyst said on the FS1 after the game, Ethan Morton, who sound player, hit some big shots for Purdue, stole the ball. Matt Painter calls timeout with 10 seconds left. Fletcher Lawyer hits a three. And that was something that Purdue did very, very well. Get the ball down to Zach Eady and force Ohio State to double team the big men down low. Now the double team came from the man that threw the ball in, the defender who was guarding the man that threw the ball into Zach Eady, that man comes down, which leaves the man to just pass the ball wide open. These are things, these are things going through my head. You leave that man wide open, that man, Fletcher Lawyer, who you know can knock down that shot instead of the double team coming from, coming from the backside or an off man, the, other, the weak side of the court. It comes from the guy who is guarding the guy who passed the ball inside. Uh, defender comes down, defender comes over top to try to defend, kind of rotate. He was too late. Fletcher Lawyer knocks down the three. And then here's the confusing part. Bryce Sintemal, who had been so good, so good throughout this game, has a great feel for the game. I don't know what kind of play Chris Holtman called, but when Bruce Thornton gets the inbound pass, passes the ball to Bryce Sintemal, he got trapped, and Bryce Sensible, instead of trying to pass the ball to somebody else, he couldn't. Defense is too good. Threw up a weird shot, and I get it. I got to give credit to, credit to Purdue. Also, Bryce Sensible, I have seen him make great decisions down low. I still have no idea what was going on with that out-of-bounds play with 10 seconds left or less than 10. I, 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 I have no idea. I, I, I don't. I have no idea what was going on. The Buckeyes lose the game. 71-69, 71-269. They fall to 10-4 and four on the season. The good thing is they have another game this weekend, or they have a game this weekend against Maryland that is at 1 o'clock on the ESPN on Sunday afternoon. Some of, you, some of you will be watching the NFL football. Some of you will be like me watching the Ohio State Buckeyes. Trust me, I ain't trying to watch my, my favorite team, the Indianapolis Colts, right? You, you know what the Colts have been doing. Wet in the bed every time they play the football. I'll be watching the Buckeyes play basketball, and they look to not – have a losing streak, losing back-to-back -back games. They look to have a game where they get back on the right track and win the next time they step on the basketball court. We are out of here on this Friday, a feel-good Friday. I might need to bring back the feel-good Friday hat. Those of you that are new to the YouTube and don't know about the feel-good Friday hat, you will see. It's not something off the wall. I ain't coming in here with no clown suit, none of that stuff. You'll just see and get a glimpse of what's inside Jay's hat collection. You can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com.
gmail.com. Thanks for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen today. Now make sure to check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories of the day around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked on Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your fine podcasts. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.